Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Get Wrecked, the only podcast anywhere in the world where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I am, of course, your host and resident silly boy Thor, joined today, as always, by my friend and co-host. He's never going to give you up. He's never going to let you down. He's never going to run around and desert you. He's never going to make you cry. He's never going to say goodbye. He's never going to tell a lie and hurt you. It's Micah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm never going to do those things because I'm not meth. (laughs) That's the moral of the story, I think. Oh, yeah. Actually, that is pretty good. Meth is does all those things. It does. Yeah. Um, Was was Rick Astley's I'm never going to give you up just a story about a guy on who isn't on meth. Maybe (laughs) maybe it's the story about a guy who loves a girl, but the girl loves a guy who's on meth. Could be, you know, and he's like, honestly, all the pieces are there. Yeah. Like you (laughs) could love that guy, but I'm never going to hurt you. I'm never going to give you up. This other guy, he'll give you up for a rock, man. Or maybe it's somebody singing about meth. I'm never going to give you up. That all- I'm never going to put you down. <laughs> that also could be true. <laughs> could be true. Uh, I, yeah, man, this this was an interesting thing. Um, it was a very interesting thing. Yeah. Before we get into that, you know, how do you feel about AI? Are you as terrified as the masses? Because I keep hearing everything about AI, and people are so scared. Um, so for me, I don't know yet. I think it's something that I'm looking at. Um, I'm playing around with it. Like I, I downloaded or I, I made an account with uh, the Chat GPT. Okay. And I started, I started using stuff like that. Okay. What have you been asking it? Okay. So two, I'm curious. two things. Yeah. Two. One thing is just completely for for my own satisfaction the other thing i think i'm using it actually pretty well um kind of so one i use it for lesson plans so i'm like hey i need a lesson plan using these programs and this is what i want to focus on write me a lesson plan and it just goes it's got a lesson plan right there done that's pretty cool yeah and it tells it's like these are the supplies you need this is the type of stuff that you're going to do these are the programs that you're going to use and with us, we have to have lesson plans, like on paper, on file, so that if our administration team needs to show the state or things like that, or we had a really, really big audit called a 339 um, earlier this year. Jeez, it feels like forever ago, but it was earlier in the school year. Yeah, I remember when you were getting yeah. ready for it. So we had to put like 10 lesson plans in there to prove that we were doing what we said we were doing as a school. And every, every uh, trade teacher had to do that. So... I teach based on what my students need to learn. Like I've got a list of things that the state says I have to teach. Mm-hmm. And then I look at it and I go, what haven't we covered? And then they'll say, oh, well, we haven't covered this. I don't know about this yet. And then I teach that. That's okay. basically how I go about it. So I'm a very like go with the flow, free form, whatever we need to cover, we'll cover. Okay. That seems like it makes sense for an art teacher. Yeah. Yeah. It, were, it works for me. It works for my class. My students do well. They learn and they comprehend and their test scores show that. But as far as like writing formal lesson plans for the next day, I don't do that. Yeah, I'll let chat GPT handle I'll that. I'll let chat GPT handle that. Nice. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's that. I did that. And then, and then I had this idea for a story when I was in high school. Like this would be a cool story. What if a group of kids, buddies from high school, high school friends, uh, were so like fixated on the old mobster movies as I was in uh-huh. high school. And what if they decided we want to be that we want to do that? Cause those, those mafia movies kind of romanticize what it is a little bit. Um, Cause they've got cool taglines, cool music and things like that. So I thought, what would a novel about that be? So I asked chat GPT to give me a summary of what a novel would be based on that. Okay. And um, it was fine up until the end because then ChatGPT was trying to warn me. They're like, "You probably you you should you should probably be careful about how you write things. You don't want to you don't want to glamorize it. So let's put something in there in the end about how they tried to change their life and turn it around and do things for the better." Ew! And help the I didn't know ChatGPT's a fucking dork. Right? What? <laughs> yeah. And, and so I just told ChatGPT, ChatGPT, 
No. <laughs> I don't want that. I want a sad ending. And I want to tell people not to uh, practice in mafia practices uh, in a sad way by showing them how awful it is. So I got a um, a chapter-by-chapter summary for 15 chapters. I said, make me some main characters. Make me some ancillary characters. Give me a love interest. Link chapter one and chapter six better. And it's just a long conversation. Wow, that's kind of that's kind of neat. Yeah. So so now I've got this very poorly, crudely written summary of a book that uh, that I could use if I wanted to. <laughs> and evidently, people are using AI to write books for them, and then they'll put them on um, Amazon, like digital books, just e-published books. Mm-hmm. They'll put them on Amazon or on uh, Kindles and sell them. Seems cool. Yeah, it's wild. But I hate, I hate, hate, hate uh, the possibilities of what AI could do. Do you think it means the end of us all? Nah, nah. I'm not quite Elon Musk. So, what are you concerned with then? Um, the end of like creativity. I don't. Well, no, because I think that I think that people naturally want to be creative. Mm-hmm. So I think that people are gonna always be creative. In, in some form or another, uh, or another. Um, it's just weird how accessible things like that are. There was There's a big conversation about in the art world, specifically with freelance artists, freelance designers. Yeah, because those chatbots basically, the way I've heard it described from somebody who was not, it was an interview uh, with a scientist who was like, I'm not particularly concerned about AI at this point because at this point it's not free thinking. It's just a collage. It just collects human thoughts and puts them together. So with art, art, I imagine that's a huge problem because when it generates that art, it's pulling from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. it, It pulls it from somewhere, mashes it together. There have been some instances where, like, people's signatures are in the artwork. Oh, wow. Because it swiped, you know, textures or, or a hand or something like that. Okay. And, and puts it together. So there's that. Uh, I don't know if it was the United States Congress. I, I think that it was. But they just came out and ruled that AI things can't be copywritten, which I think is a pretty big step in ensuring safety for jobs in creative fields. Okay. So, like, I mean, you could tell ChatGPT, or, or maybe not ChatGPT, but some software to create you a painting of something. And somebody did actually do this, and they won a first place in a, in a, a like a giant gallery competition. Yeah. Um, and he didn't, he didn't produce it with his hands. He gave a synopsis, gave a description to AI. AI created it. He entered it, and he won first place. Pretty cool. It's kind of cool. A lot of people were upset. Yeah, I imagine. A lot of people were upset. I imagine. I don't know. What do you think about it, Thor? I I don't know. I haven't really played with it much. Yeah. I, I It's one of those things. Everybody keeps saying it's the end, and people who are much smarter than me are saying, this is something we should be concerned about. And I'm like, oh, should we? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I thought it just made me look like a wizard in, in this um, app. It yeah. was pretty cool. And this fun filter. <laughs> Fun fact, I've got all of our friends' contact pictures as those those fun D&D filters. Yeah. Every single one of us is one now. Yeah, if I knew that that's all AI was ever going to be used for was for dumb shit like that, like mm-hmm. turning yourself and your friends into D&D characters. Yeah, it's cool. I guess the possibilities are concerning, but I don't know. Because here's how I've always... My thing about AI and stuff is... It's ultimately created by humans. And so the concern is that it becomes super intelligent, becomes like the machine overlords, and Skynet takes over, right? Yeah, that's, that's worst-case scenario. the ultimate fear. Mm-hmm. But there are machines that we have created. So I don't know. I have no knowledge of how it actually works because, once again, I'm a dum-dum. Sure. But <laughs> yeah, my thought is, like, how can it be smarter than us because it's created by us right like how arrogant is it to think that we can create life i i think that the concern comes in that it's not 
like yeah people made it but it's not limited to that person's knowledge anymore like it's it's limited to all of humans knowledge now so but that would still be all of humans knowledge yeah but we've done some pretty crazy things like we've sent somebody to the moon well that's that's pretty or a soundstage in california somewhere okay yeah sure (laughs) there there is that yeah maybe um so i i guess i can see the concern for it that way right now i'm not super super concerned about it but they are you concerned about students cheating with it no okay because it would be better than what they can do (laughs) you'd be able to spot it pretty quick Mm -hmm. yeah and and there are a lot of art things with those ai software that they haven't quite got right yet for example hands Sometimes those hands Dude, look those real pic- janky. I've seen those pictures. They're wild. Yeah, they've got like seven hands and they've got two thumbs on uh, the opposite side, like got two opposable thumbs. Um, Stupid computers. You can't figure out thumbs. Yeah, can't even draw a hand. What are you doing, meth, chat GPT? Jesus. Yeah, that's why I'm not worried about it because they don't have thumbs. <laughs> Once they figure out the thumb, yep. head for the fucking hills yep anything with a thumb i think is a threat to our society (laughs) hey folks make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at get wrecked podcast on instagram and facebook or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show you can contact us directly via email or i don't know maybe you just want to send us some feet pics creep i don't know what you're into I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. So Thor, we're getting into a storm today. A meth storm. A meth storm. <laughs> this movie's <laughs> fucking wild. We're going over meth storm, a documentary from 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. It follows the lives of the Converse family who live in Arkansas, and they their entire life has kind of been shaped around meth. They use it. They sell it. It, it really kind of permeates everything around them and then it also follows the dea agents and police officers who are fighting meth in that area arkansas so <laughs> mike what do you think um yeah man i've i've got a lot of a lot of a lot of emotions right like part of me is um apathetic towards these people i'm like you know what you guys are a bunch of meth heads you're clearly making wrong decisions i don't have any sympathy for you at all and then there's another part of me, I'm kind of like Two-Face, where I'm like, well, I kind, of, I kind of do have sympathy for them because they're clearly battling some crazy addictions and battling something that I've, I've never had to deal with. I've never gone through anything like that. So, you know, I, you hear all the time that it's, it's really, really tough to get over that addiction and uh, be strong enough to surpass all of that. So there's that. Um, I laughed. I got really angry. <laughs> um, I got really apathetic. I couldn't help but chuckle, though, at some of at some of the things that happened in this story. Oh, yeah, it's wild. The movie opens on the police just... A guy essentially attempting to escape the police. Presumably, he's carrying meth or selling it. And they just run him off the road into a fucking ditch. Yeah, it's... F- they do like the fishtail thing. Yeah. And he rolls. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. It wasn't like a, a slow stop or anything like that. He just hits something and just starts probably three or four times. Yeah, just goes rolling. And I, and then all the cops, and I love, the car has rolled like three times. The guy is crawling out, and the police are just like, get on the ground. Get on the fucking ground. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, don't I don't know why. I love that shit. I love hearing police like go bonkers on somebody. <laughs> it's it's pretty intense when you see that. I, I think it's always interesting to see somebody who has trained for scenarios like that 
and they actually have to implement that training. Maybe that's what's interesting to me about it. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, these are people who have theoretically trained to, to, to be in this scenario. I don't know how I'd re- react in this scenario. Let's see how the pros would do it. Yeah. <laughs> Point the gun at him. Tell him to get on the, get on the fucking ground. ground. I love hearing cops swear in those situations. Yeah. Because that's like, they, they obviously have protocol, but at the end of the day, they are a person and they don't know what that situation is going to be. Right. So, <laughs> so I love hearing that. That's like the real person coming at, coming out. Yeah. It's like those worlds meeting. But yeah, that's just the opening credits. The thing goes flipping. They're like, get on the ground. And then, and then the title of the movie comes up. Yeah. And it's like Meth Storm. Storm. As soon as that came up, I was like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next scene, it opens on the Converse family. And it's a lovely Sunday morning. They're just driving around in their 98 Ford Bronco. The whole family. And they got to pull over because the son driving is a big guy. He needs to do a little dope. And they're not just smoking meth. Is that what you were expecting when we... Dude, I I don't know. I don't know (laughs) what to... Like, I wasn't sure what I was getting into. Because I didn't know people just inject meth. And they... I don't see anybody smoke meth once in this movie. They're just injecting it. Yeah, they're all injecting it. I always thought you just smoked it. I watched Breaking Bad and I was like, that's... How you do it? I thought you just smoked it. It is um, a lot less glamorous watching this versus <laughs> just finishing Better Call Saul. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so they pull over and there's an older lady helping this guy shoot up in the veins. And you're like, what's going on exactly? And she's struggling to find the vein. And she's like, it's all hard, which happens when you've just been shooting up too much. Yeah, your veins like stop. And she's like, I'll find it for you you know, mom will take care of you. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's Veronica. She's the <laughs> the matriarch of the Converse family. Jeez. And so he gets all shot up. He's feeling good. So where are they going? Church. <laughs> of course. Of course they're going to church. <laughs> Which feels, honestly, it feels like it's a little put on. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I get the vibe they don't go to church a lot. <laughs> like it felt like they did it because they were like oh there's a documentary crew following us this is what we normally do on Sundays sure. Let, let's seem somewhat redeemable as people oh man I, I don't know man I, like like part of me part of me that's the place for them right that's uh, the church isn't a, supposed to be a place for people who have their stuff together I mean obviously yes there's that too yeah. but it, it's supposed to be a place where you can get healing and and find purpose, um, do some inner reflection, and you know maybe get your get your shit together. Yeah, but I don't think that they were doing that. No, it seemed like Veronica's an interesting person because I feel like like she's not ashamed of her life. She is a she's very you know the whole documentary is really about her and her family being addicted to meth. Yeah, and. She doesn't seem particularly like excited or about it or that she thinks it's particularly cool or glamorous. She doesn't seem to really like her life, but she also doesn't take any steps to change it. It seems like she's just kind of like, this is it. I, I, I think that she even says like, that's just how it is around here. Yeah. And like, like that's life. And that's see things like that get me annoyed. I'm like, well, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't <laughs> have to be life for you. Yeah. Um, so that's just it's frustrating to see. And then seeing families like this make me very, very thankful that I had the family that I grew up with. Yeah, for and sure. And that I've got like a nice nuclear family in my house. <laughs> it's we're boring and we're normal. Not you didn't grow up watching your mom shoot meth in Arkansas. <laughs> you know, if I did, I don't remember it. Dude, you, one of the because there are a lot of very funny parts of this movie. It is a. It's not a funny subject. No, it's not. But but there's definitely some funny parts. So they are interviewing Veronica and her son, Daniel. That's the bald head oh with my the gosh. big glasses. Daniel and might be my favorite. Dude, he he's might be wild. my favorite. 
<laughs> when he's like when he thinks people are out in the woods yeah. and he's walking around with a knife you know he got that knife from a bud k catalog he absolutely <laughs> got that from a bud he's k cat that's exactly it looked like a little mini klingon blade yeah he's got a little ninja blade and he's just like <gasps> just walking around the woods <laughs> looking for somebody who he thinks yeah. is he's like right there him. right there do you see him and, and his mom's like right there yeah across the street the bushes there's nothing there. There's nothing there. <laughs> and then he, he goes to the bush and sticks his face in the bush. Yep. And then he's just crouching in the trees, just like <laughs> eyes darting back and forth, just listening. Yeah. With this, once again, with a ninja knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's wild. But before that happens, he's out on the porch. Veronica's in there and the, you know, the documentary crew is interviewing him. And she's like, you know... My all my boys do meth, and Danny, I think that's the other one. That's the one who keeps going to jail. He's been in and out, and I did meth when they were kids. But growing up in the house when they were boys, I never did it around them. They didn't know that I was doing it. I kept it from them. And from outside, Daniel just goes, "That's a lie." <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> and she gets so pissed. She's like, she's like, this is my time. If you want to come out here. And they all talk. I didn't realize people from Arkansas sound like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, probably from this. I don't know. I don't know much about the state of Arkansas. Me neither. So where they're at is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that so that they can do have the lifestyle that they're living. You know? Um. So, yeah, they're they are a bunch of. um. They're a bunch of... They're hillbillies. Yeah, modern-day hillbillies. My favorite part about that interaction, though, is that she's like, look, I'm talking if you want to come in and talk, but you can't interrupt me. And he goes, I, I'm interested. And then she starts talking, and she says something else, and he goes, bullshit, again. <laughs> and, and then she's just like, you you need to go shut the door. And he's like, what? I'm just sneezing. <laughs> yeah. And then he laughs. That dude is so crazy. And then later, he's like just, once again, he's just hopped up on meth, which he often shoots with his mom. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool relationship. Nice dynamic. And then he's like, we're going to go have some fun. And he takes like one of those like Red Rider fucking uh, wagons. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, I'm going to, decides to go down a hill and just fucking eat shit. Goes down the hill. It's like a hill of dirt. Yeah. And exactly what you think would happen, happens. He just flies off it and goes face first and just eats shit. Yeah. And is thrilled with with the ending. He's, he's just like, yeah. Uh, there was another moment where he's looking at the camera and he goes, look, the only reason that I do dope is because I can't get a job. And he goes, if I had a job, I wouldn't do dope. I wouldn't do dope at all. I wouldn't touch it. Maybe on the weekends, I just do it on the <laughs> weekends. Yeah. He's, he's like, just to know, you know, have a little fun. Just, you know, but other than that, I wouldn't, I, you know, maybe every now and then just a little bit. I'm like, well, that's addiction, buddy. <laughs> like, you got something going on. Well, yeah, and I love the thought that it's like, well, I wouldn't be addicted to meth if I had a good job. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, the reason you don't have a job is because you're addicted to meth. Yeah, it's the other way around, pal. <laughs> yeah. And her other son, he's an interesting character. Is this the one that was incarcerated like six times yeah, in ten years? I, I can't think of his name. I'm, um, was it Terry? That's... Yeah, let's say Terry. Okay. And so right away at the beginning of the movie, he she's like picking him up from prison. He just got out. It was like his sixth time in. Yeah. And the thing I really like about this is there's very little – there's no – like voiceover narrator from the director and editor creator of the documentary. There's very little text of like, Hey, here's what's going on. They've just kind of put you in it. Yeah. And you, it it really seems like you're just with them. Exactly. Yeah. But the one piece you do get is they say, Terry has been, Terry is 26 and he's been locked up seven times for drug drug-related charges because yeah. he does meth he sells meth because that's basically all these people and they're they're not like kingpins or anything like that no they sell meth so that they can keep doing meth 
Yeah, it's not a high roller society at all. <laughs> no. At all. Um. So yeah, they're like, oh, it's Teddy. It's not Terry. It's oh, Teddy. Teddy. Yeah, I think you're right. And so he gets out. That's like at the beginning of the documentary. And then within six weeks, he is locked up again. Yeah. And then I love, they go, they flash, they get an interview with him shortly after he's been locked up. And he's like, I'm really going to change it this time. I started reading the Bible and he reads, he's like this verse from Ezekiel. And he reads a verse that has nothing to do with anything. And he's like, cause you see, I'm the lamb. I got to do better. And like the verse he read had nothing to do <laughs> with what he's saying. The the part that irritated me about that, and this might be a silly part, but did you notice where he was in the Bible when he was looking through that? No. He was in the very back of the book. Like the very, very, very back of the book. <laughs> you know he didn't read the first uh, all the right. first and he, and he said it was from the book of John. And Thor, I don't know if you know where that is located in the Bible. It's uh, at the very beginning of the New Testament. <laughs> so about three quarters of the way in the book. So he's like, yeah, right here in the book of John. It says this, and I'm like, you are not looking at the book of John right now, buddy. He there, Now, there are other books later. There's 1 John and 2 John. That's a different John doing different things. Maybe he meant that. Maybe. But the last— I mean, honestly, he seemed like he could barely read. That's true. So well, he... And that's what made me think that maybe, maybe they have cliff notes or something in the back. Because like, a, uh, a lot of Bibles will have— if you want to pray about X, Y, and Z. Oh, that would make sense. Okay. All right. Then then these are some verses for you to, yeah. to focus on. So maybe that, that's kind of, because he did seem like he was struggling to read because it didn't seem like he could read very well. No. Um, so that made me think, well, he's probably actually reading something because if he memorized it, then he, he wouldn't be struggling like he's doing. Yeah. So I don't know, but I just saw him in the back of the Bible. I'm like, you're not in John. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also the verse he read really... It was like a generic Bible verse. Yeah. And then he's like, so you see what that's saying is that like, I got to do better. I got to be righteous. And I'm like, that's not what it said at all. <laughs> you fucking dumb, dumb. And, but I'm like, I appreciate, I respect, you know, he wants to turn it around. Sure. And then it flashes back to Veronica and she's like, oh yeah, he found prison religion. Yeah. And the producer's like, what's that? And she's like, Guys get locked up and they don't want to be locked up, so then they decide they want to find God. But wait till they get out. <laughs> yep. And that's her son. Yeah. And but she's just so she's just very realistic about everything in their lives. She's not happy about it, but she is honest about it. She's she's given up if she ever had, you know, I don't we're seeing her at this point in her life, right? We don't know. And she evidently has been using meth for like 20 years at this point yeah her sons are in their 20s late 20s and she was doing it when they were kids yeah so. so she's been doing it for a while this is her way of life right she if she ever had any type of i can get through this i cannot do this that has well passed like this is life now she's accepted it she's not trying to get out of it she's just saying life kind of sucks i do meth that's life dude you want to hear a very funny speaking of veronica a very funny thing that Kendra picked up on. What? <laughs> do you think? Or, or you? It's not even. Do you think? There's a one hundred percent chance that this woman has never lived in a place without wood paneling on the walls. <laughs> she, she has never lived anywhere without wood paneling. <laughs> <laughs> what an observation that's kind of funny that i mean it's probably true too because she did say that she has to keep moving because she doesn't have a job yeah so basically she moves into places can't pay rent and just squats until she gets evicted is my assumption yeah yeah that's what it seems like with with the other brother though teddy mm -hmm. see where we're with uh little dan little david whatever his name was there were things that were just comical about what was going on. Yeah. But with Teddy, there were things that were legitimately sad to me. Yeah. Because they focused on his family, like his nuclear family life. And he's got two girls. Yeah. And I don't think that it's his wife. I think that it's a girlfriend. It's his baby mama. Yeah. And 
obviously their relationship is strained because he's been in prison six times in the last 10 years. How long has he been around for, for his kids? Mm-hmm. And then when he gets out, you know, because he goes to jail, you he's working on religion. He wants to do better this time. And you're actually watching and you're like, I want him to do better. Yeah. Because there are success stories. It's very, very hard, mm-hmm. but there are success stories. Yeah. And a lot of times it takes somebody just finding that bottom to get out of it, right? And so he gets out. And he goes to see his two daughters and the baby mom. And she's like, hey, you can come live with me. Get your parole switched up here because she lives in a different town. Take your girls to school every day. Get a job. Get clean. Yeah. You can, you can come back into our lives, which is crazy because he doesn't seem like a great guy. <laughs> He's had to have put them through hell. Yeah. But she's like, I want my kids to have their father around. And mm-hmm. he's like, I will. And he seems so, so serious about it. Yeah. He's, I'm about my sobriety. Yeah. And then like two scenes later. He's back in jail. Veronica's getting a call. He's back in jail. Yeah. And the thing and that- then his daughter's calling her like, can we talk to our dad? And she's like, I need to talk to your mom. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's. It, it killed me. It was very sad. So full disclosure, when I recommended this, <laughs> I had not watched all of this. Oh, okay. I watched like the first probably hour of it. And I was okay. like, this shit is wild. <laughs> I, j- I just need somebody to talk about this with. Sure. When it got to that part, I was like, oh, this is really sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is really, really sad. And I may have said that the movie's really funny. And I'm like, this part is not, this part makes me feel genuinely Yeah, I think think the only description that you gave me was wild. And it certainly was wild. Yeah. But but there, it's crazy because this whole thing takes place in a community that is relatively small. So like the other part of the documentary is focusing on the DEA agent and there was kind of a joke that when he wasn't a DEA agent, he was the mayor. Yeah. I don't know how legitimate that well, was. And I don't know if he works with the DEA or I think he's the sheriff of that town. Something like that. Yeah. But yeah, he's the sheriff of the town. He's also the mayor of the town. Yeah. It wasn't a joke. He's the actual he, mayor. He actually. Okay. So, so there's a scenario where they're using a gymnasium to house the people that they have arrested that day. And it's, they said that they have arrested over 50 people on meth charges. Yeah, so that was the thing they were doing. That was Operation Ice Storm. Right. Which I'm guessing is where they got that probably the, the name. name for the sh- meth storm. And I actually really enjoy his kind of when they follow him. Mm-hmm. Because once he, you got this guy, he's a small town sheriff. And he's also the mayor of this town. And he's like, all these people I'm arresting... I went to school with them. Yeah. I know. Or I went to school with their parents and their parents are locked up for meth. It's wild. And he's like, no matter what we do, we we can lock up 50 today. 50 more will take their place tomorrow because the cartels are just like shipping it up. This Yeah, by the truckloads, evidently. So that guy has a very interesting story because you see a truly defeated man. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it really seems that way. He... He seems like he's trying. I mean, he's doing good. He wants to do he, good. You know, he, he wants to clean up his community, which is is crazy. Exactly. You know? yeah. Um, and and he's just, and he's like, what 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 can we do? He's yeah. like, we just lock them up, and they just keep getting back out. He's a cool guy, though. And I love when he's talking, <laughs> like some of the when they arrest people, and he's just he just like chats with them. They're like, all right, you're you're under arrest for distribution we have you on camera doing it and the guy's like it wasn't me yeah like we got you on camera doing it twice and like eh, it must be a mistake and he's like, we ain't saying you did it that's just what you're being arrested for yeah, not saying you're guilty we're just saying you're being charged with this <laughs> even though we got you on video yeah well there was one guy that they they kicked in a door and the guy was like they they said that they were arresting him for uh the delivery of methamphetamine and he's like i didn't deliver methamphetamine and like you sold it to us twice and he goes he kind of stopped, and then he just smiles, and then he just goes, shit, under his breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the guy, and he's like, I ain't no kingpin. I ain't trying to be no kingpin. And then they found, like, 
a couple hundred grand and yeah. like two pounds of meth on him. It's like, <laughs> I, you may have been trying to be a kingpin, friend. You may have friend. been trying. Yeah. Um, yeah, this... There were parts where I just got frustrated. I I could not imagine if if I had a, a really severe addiction like that. I don't... One, I don't think that Ashley would stay with me. I really don't. Mm-hmm. And there's a really big part of me that wouldn't want her to or keep Freya around me. Yeah. That would be, that would break my heart. And a lot of this was just heartbreaking that this is a family who it's a mom and all of her kids, I think, except for one. Yeah. The daughter is the only one who's not addicted to meth, but she has to spend her life cleaning up after the rest of her family. Yeah. Who is, addicted to math it's just so it's such a depressing thing to look at and and really really like when you really register what's happening it's really sad and and then seeing seeing their kids who are like six years old five years old the grandkids they're just playing around running around doing kid stuff Mm -hmm. and and i hate seeing that youth and that innocence yeah because juxtaposed because there's a very high chance that <laughs> yeah they're just gonna continue that cycle it's fucking brutal man it is it like but that angers me they, i i saw that and and i had that exact Dude, feeling like those know, kids are probably going to get addicted to it and it's going to ruin their lives and you're a horrible horrible parent for keeping them in that situation yeah man it's rough the thing that got me so i don't know if you picked up on this there are parts that I think they're really funny. Like when you see Danny in the woods, like all yeah. tweaked out, like, ah, oh, somebody's out in the woods. Absolutely. Very funny. You see Teddy telling his kids, yeah, daddy's going to be around. And then he gets locked up and yeah. Veronica's crying. Like, I need to talk to your mom. Very sad. But the thing that made me really made me angry. Cause I think Veronica is actually kind of a likable person. Almost. She's clearly somebody who is, you know, troubled. Mm-hmm. And once again, I think she's somebody who has just accepted her fate. I'm a meth addict. The people around me are meth addicts. This is life. There's nothing I can do or want to do. Yeah. But ultimately I don't see her as a particularly dislikable person sure. until the young girl. I don't know if you picked oh. up. I don't know if you picked up on yeah, what who, was going on. I there. didn't get who the young girl was. Uh, she was essentially, They didn't say her age, but she looked like she was 15 or 16. Yeah. Essentially, she was like a runaway or somebody who got kicked out of her house. They didn't say exactly, but Veronica said she came to me with nothing but the clothes on her back. This young 15, 16-year-old girl. And so you get to see on camera her getting shot up with meth for the first time. Yeah. Now, I assume she probably already used meth. Yeah, I didn't like that part. That's it, some runaway who that that part when I saw that I was like, yeah, I, I was genuinely like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, I'm like, I hate this lady. Yeah, it's they're not very likable people, but you you do try to root for them because you want them. At least I was like, especially with um, Teddy, I was really hoping <laughs> you want him to get better. Yeah, I want, want him to get him better. To do the right thing. You know, find God, turn your life around, be a good dad, do that thing. I just, oh man. And then, and then he just immediately goes back into jail immediately. Like, what are you doing, man? (laughs) Dude, and the way they live. So also they're all kind of hoarders too. Are they hoarders or are they just lazy because they're doped up? Well, I think, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's more so that they just aren't really concerned with cleanliness. Yeah. When they go into Veronica's room and she's spraying air freshener and she's like, I just don't like the smell. And then there's just dog shit all over the floor. Yeah. Clothes and dog shit all over the floor. And so they need to clean up. So how do they clean up? They just kick the clothes and dog shit in a pile out of the way. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) And she sprays air freshener. That's how they clean up. Roll up the dog shit in the clothes, kick it to the corner, spray some air freshener. Good as new. Good as new. (laughs) That's how we clean in this household. It's disgusting. (laughs) 
it's a hell of a way to live. It's a wild way to live. I can't imagine it, man. No, me either. Uh, things like this open my eyes to just how different uh, normal can be for people. Yeah, Because that's exactly. normal to them. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy to me that that's normal to somebody. Yeah, dude. Th- uh, this this was an interesting. That's all I can what, say. It was interesting. What do you What do you think about the end? Um, remind me how it, did it did it end with him? So Teddy talking to his um, talking to his mom. No, that that is right before the end. Kind of the final scene is Veronica goes and there's an open casket for there's a person in the casket. And that's the her son who she oh, was helping shoot right. up at the beginning. He's not in any of the other yeah. rest of the documentary till the very end. Yeah. That's her burying her son. Jeez. To fucking brutal. Brutal. <laughs> brutal. Oh man. I'm sorry I made you watch this. It's so sad. <laughs> the begin the first thirty minutes is really fun. You're just like, look at these stupid country bumpkin methods running around in the woods with Bud K knives. <laughs> His big stupid glasses. What's this guy doing? Uh, and then by the by the end you're like, fuck. I want to hold my family because <laughs> I did that exact thing. No. Like after the movie ended, I'm like I'm going to go hug my daughter. Makes you appreciate, it, like, yeah. It really have, does. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really, really does. And I, I sat down, and my daughter's watching Mira, uh, a stupid Disney show. She loves it. Music's horrible, but very catchy. And my wife is sitting next to her, and I sit down, and I look at her, and I'm like, never get into meth. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, I'll try my best. <laughs> like, Good. I had a lot of emotions, Thor. This was this was something that I I don't know if I liked it, to be honest. Yeah, was, for sure. Yeah, it was. Um, I guess eye opening. What's the? Do you know why the people who are addicted to meth are licking their lips and sticking their tongue out a lot? Do you know what the purpose for that is? Like, no, does it just I dry don't. Their I, mouth? I know one of the things that is typical of meth is people like scratch a lot so a lot of times people on meth will have like scabs and stuff from picking at their skin yeah because veronica was doing a lot of like oh yeah she's yeah she's always licking her lips she is a gross (laughs) she's a (laughs) gross looking person and and even when so when it went back to the mayor or the sheriff yeah you know the man of many hats of arkansas yeah um he's fishing with his kid and this guy's being a legitimate good dad just fishing with his kid and his kid evidently just points out meth heads in town when they go to the diner. He's like, Dad, there's a meth head. And he, <laughs> and he recognizes them by them licking their lips and, and doing that type of motion. So I wasn't sure if it's if it's just like a dry mouth type of thing. Does it Maybe. remove the moisture from your yeah, mouth? Yeah, I genuinely, I don't know. Yeah. Um, that I, That would be my guess. Probably dry mouth and just... Like I said, I know they pick, and the, that paranoia, uh, yeah. like that you see Teddy have when he thinks somebody's in the woods. Those are all kind of like telltale signs. So I imagine it's probably something they just kind of do. Uh, what, what's the word I'm thinking of? They don't even think about it; it just kind of happens. Yeah, it's just like a nervous tick type of thing. Yeah, that that would be my assumption. I'm genuinely not sure though. Yeah, what do you think the point of this documentary was? Because I didn't really feel like they were trying to say anything with this um that's kind of what i liked about it is it didn't really take a stance and it kind of showed you both sides uh for me i kind of felt like it was just a look into what it's actually like that these people who are drug addicts that they're not necessarily bad people right they are in a bad situation i don't know honestly i think it's just meant to give you a look into that life yeah. And I like that it shows you both sides, too. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how they got a hold of the family. And... Well, it seems like they probably got a hold of the police. And and then we're like, so is there anybody around here who's on meth? And he's like, throw a fucking rock. <laughs> throw a rock and see which one will sign the waiver to let you follow him around. Yeah. <laughs> 
And how do you think that they... Because with this documentary and Veronica just... Because she's pretty open about what's going on in her life. <laughs> yeah. All right? There are scenes where she's shooting up. Oh, yeah. So how does that not... like? Can that be used as evidence to get her arrested? Is that a possibility? I, I don't believe so. No? Because it's for a documentary? Also, how can you prove that what she was shooting up was meth? That's true. Yeah, there, there is. that's true. So, at the very least, they would have her on possession. Maybe you don't know it was actually meth, though. Well, they have her shooting up her son. Yeah, maybe it was just water. Maybe it was just water. <laughs> Maybe it was that, just water. That's my assumption of how that works. Because I've seen many documentaries with yeah, uh, where people are pretty openly. Like the show Intervention. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not just to that one. I, I guess I'm just curious how those are made and how, I don't know, how does an agreement come in that. Maybe because it's journalism, it can't be used oh, against may- them or maybe. something. I'm, I'm honestly not, not sure. entirely sure. Or maybe they just don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah because they, they, did they say don't that, seem to give a shit about much <laughs> yeah and do you think that they got paid to uh give their life give their life story or do you think that they just said hey can we follow you around i think both seem equally as likely <laughs> i feel like if you were to go up to a bunch of meth heads and be like hey can we follow you around with the camera a little bit get your story they'd ask for money <laughs> they'd ask for some money Okay, so Veronica and the Converse family definitely asked for money. Oh, yeah. As to whether or not they were actually compensated, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Documentaries like that are kind of they're kind of interesting to me because I don't really feel like there's a, a big purpose to it other than just saying, hey, this is what some parts of the world are like. Yeah. I like just the look into a life that's different. I've always kind of been interested in people who live lives that are just wildly different from mine that I just can't really understand. Yeah. They're in Arkansas. They're in fucking the middle of nowhere. They're just some real country bumpkins all hooked on meth. I'm like, I can't really understand any of that. You know, what's nuts is that if they were, so the distance they are from us geographically, if we were in Europe, they would be countries away. Like countries. Oh yeah. 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 From, from we would be countries apart from oh, each for other. sure yeah like they'd be speaking a different language they'd have different rules and laws that are ascribed to them it's wild that that much distance is covered and it's still the same country and there are common laws yeah across all of it and how how south is arkansas i didn't think that arkansas was that south i think i'm pretty sure arkansas is south of kansas or west of kansas i believe it's connected to kansas because it's kansas and our kansas yeah and what's up with it being called arkansas and it's spelled arkansas couldn't tell you people in arkansas I if, think, if you're listening i, I want to maybe talk south to you. i think and i could be fully off base with this but i believe it was all kansas and uh around the time of uh, the Civil War and Articles of Confederation and things of that nature. Yeah. That uh, Arkansas sided with the South, Kansas sided with the North. Not sure. It, it, okay. It's something like, I believe it was all one territory, though, and it might not be Civil War related, but I believe it was all one territory, and then they split into two separate states or so, territories. So Arkansas is northeast of Texas. Okay. That's... So I mean, if where if, is it in relation to Kansas? Uh, Kansas. So Kansas, Missouri is right above, um, right above Arkansas. Okay. So Kansas City is more; it's much more north. Um, and then Kansas, yeah, Kansas is. So you got Texas on top of Texas. You have Oklahoma. Uh huh. And then you've got Kansas. Okay. And then with Texas, with uh, Arkansas, Texas. Northeast is Arkansas. Okay. So Kansas is higher up. Interesting. Okay. I was just curious because if you've got runners Sounds from... like my theory was way off then. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm thinking. I like your theory. <laughs> um, 
maybe that's how they got Oklahoma too. Yeah, maybe it was all just one big territory. Yeah, or something. It, I truly no idea. Isn't it all part of the Louisiana Purchase? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then then you're half right already. <laughs> um, so I was just curious because Mexico's pretty south, and I didn't think that Arkansas was a neighboring country to Mexico. But that's where all the drugs are coming in from. So, yeah. So they've got to go from Mexico through Texas. Yeah, they bring it up through Texas. And all. yeah, that whole the whole Midwest is flooded with meth that's nuts that's nuts to me you know i had somebody call me and say that suspicious activity was happening with my credit card and i needed uh-huh. to give them information yeah so you did obviously right you don't want clearly. suspicious activity oh, no, no. going on i'm sorry it wasn't with my credit card it was with my social security number Ooh, even worse yeah they said sir listen we have seen some suspicious activity on your social security card and we need to uh we need to to talk to you about it please give us your social security number to verify that you're who we think you are and i'm like what do you need my social security card for and they go suspicious activities happening at the border and i'm like at the border (laughs) like what are you talking about at the border and they go yeah they're trying to gun run using your social security card like, how would you use my social security card to run guns? Like, what what does that have to do? I kept the person on for like a half hour. It was a great half hour. Awesome. Um, yeah, eventually they realized that I wasn't going to give them any information, and they hung up on me. should have just given them a fake, a fake social security number. I've done that in the past. But then what if it ends up actually being somebody's <laughs> social security number? Yeah, I've, I've done that in the past. I've also given people fake addresses. Um, I've given people fake cars um because i don't know have you gotten many scams uh many scam calls what do you do when you get a i'm sure that you get them i i just don't answer Uh, dude i love answering them and talking to them i love it i love it i had one through text message have you ever gotten a scam through a text message (laughs) no yeah i got one through a text message i generally don't respond to anything oh i like to talk to them and to just you know see where it goes yeah yeah see how much of their time you can waste yeah and and also see how clever they are um i had one guy who was doing it through text message and i'm like i don't believe you're who you say you are you need to send me a photo and so he sent me a photo (laughs) he sent me a photo of some dude and then right under that it uh he sent another message that just says so don't play with me (laughs) that's it (laughs) many days many days i talked to him anyway enough about scam callers what about Meth storm. Meth storm. Is it time for ratings yet? What uh, are we looking at? Yeah, we're probably good for ratings. Cool. We're probably good for ratings. So what are you thinking, Mike, on a scale of 1 to 10 syringes feel, filled with oh, meth? Oh, that's the worst part <laughs> of the whole movie. Dude, I cringed. A part of me, like, tensed up Dude, every single it's time. It's crazy how comfortable they are with needles. Yeah. And, like, they're like, ben, you fuck, you bent the needle, you, you the fucking needle. idiot. Yeah. And they're like... It's crazy how comfortable they are just playing with needles and injecting themselves. That shit's wild to me. I think it's wild that they're, like, digging through their fecal-infested house for a syringe. Yeah. And they're like, oh, God, I found one. Thanks. What? You're going to put that in your arm? Yep. <sighs> anyway, um, I'm going to give it a, I'm giving it a six. Okay. I'm giving it a six. Not that... It was bad. It wasn't bad. It was very interesting to watch. But, um, and maybe maybe it deserves higher because I did feel a wave of emotions, I, No, I'll be honest with you. It, it, I like a lot of documentaries. Yeah. I really, I genuinely, I watch a lot of documentaries. I wouldn't rate this one super high either. Yeah. I just, it was on my mind when we were talking and I was like, I kind of want to talk about this. Yeah. Because I, mean, I feel like it's an interesting documentary. I feel it's interesting the way it was done. Yes. Too, in that there's not really interviews you know a lot of documentaries they'll like they'll have they'll have them in a room and they'll give you an interview there Mm. there's none of that really yeah not not really it's it's just them living their life Mm -hmm. um and it's it's weird to see some of that because when they do they make that big 50 person arrest 
uh, Veronica and her family are sitting down on the couch together looking at the pictures as if they're going through an old high school yeah, photo book. And kind of laughing like, oh, yep, there's there's Mikey, yep. there's Jim. They're just looking like, oh, at man. all the people they've bought meth from who are getting locked up. Yeah, and they're like, oh, man, he looks terrible. And then just moving on. It's wild. It's wild. So, yeah, I'm going with six. Okay. Six, uh, six syringes that are probably bent. And dirty. And dirty. Yep. How about you, Thor? Yeah, I'm probably there, too. Yeah. I said, I I recommended it without having fully seen it, but I was like, this is just an interesting, an interesting doc. I want to talk about this. I love documentaries. Yeah. It's it's always nice to see things because it's happening, right? Like, it's it's happening. And I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like it was one of those documentaries where facts were being little bit... Yeah, no, or... they weren't trying to give yeah. you have make you have an opinion one yeah. way or the other. They're just like, hey, have you ever wondered what it's like to have your whole family be on meth? Jeez. Here you go. Yeah, this is what it looks like. Isn't it seem cool? That should be the intro for the movie. It should just be somebody in front of a black screen, just be like, hey, you guys ever wonder what it's like to have your whole family on meth? Here you go, and then it just cuts to the car chase. Right away. I would have <laughs> loved that intro. <laughs> Just Big Bird. Hey, kids. <laughs> Drugs are bad. Let's see why. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. No, I think that's the point of this movie is like, don't fucking do meth. Yeah. Yep. Stay away from meth. It's a good moral of the story for this episode. Yeah. yeah. Don't do it. It's not like Breaking Bad. <laughs> it's way less cool than Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, with that said, guys, what do you think? Have you seen Meth Storm? Have All you right. been in a meth storm? Have you been in a meth storm? <laughs> uh, it's it's such a cool name. Minus the meth. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts? You know, have you seen it? It's on HBO. It's on HBO Max. Yep. And, you know, funny thing. We have been texting. You're like, hey, we're good for Wednesday. I'm like, yeah, I'm good for Wednesday. Last night, I went to bed around midnight. And as I rested my head on the pillow, do you know what I thought? What? I'm looking forward to talking about this tomorrow. I think it's going to be fun. Cool. Good. And then my second thought was, I haven't watched the documentary. (laughs) (laughs) When did you watch it? I watched it today through work. That's cool. You... You were on school property watching Meth Storm? Yes. Yep. And you know how I did it? Well, as long as you didn't let the kids watch it. No, I didn't let the kids watch it. (laughs) Didn't let the kids watch it. Um, And I didn't do it while, like, class was happening. Like, I got to work early. It's only an hour and a half long, right? Like, hey, Timmy, come come look at this meth head (laughs) in the woods with a ninja star. This guy's cool. (laughs) Um, So it's also on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. Because cool. I was like, I got to find out how to watch this because we I don't have HBO Max on my phone. It's hooked up to our TV. I don't want it anywhere else. Yeah. So I'm like, how am I going to watch this? Part of me thought I'm going to get up right now at midnight uh, and watch it. And then, I, and then I search for it on my phone. And it's on YouTube. The whole thing is on YouTube, folks. You can Very watch cool. this. Uh, just search Meth Storm. And then the HBO documentary will come up. Yeah. So I'm unsurprised by that. It's not like a super high budget film right by any means yeah i just thought that it was interesting that it was on there for free i thought that i was gonna have to like dig through the dark web to find it (laughs) um so let us know what you guys think about meth storm you know do you have any opinions on it uh were we a little bit harsh we might have been were we not harsh enough we might have (laughs) been so how cool were danny's glasses yeah oh man he i kind of liked his glasses they anyway. kind of worked for him with his weird bald head. Yeah. He looked like a fucking turtle. <laughs> but believe it or not, we actually have a maybe a listener or two in Arkansas. So if you're in Arkansas and you're listening to this. And your name's Veronica Converse, please reach out. Oh my gosh, get a hold of us. We would love to talk to you. And we'd love for you to recommend something to us that's not meth. <laughs> And also, start telling your friends. You guys are all just hanging out doing meth. You can, you got time to listen to podcasts, yeah. all right? Yeah. It's good times. It's good times. Anyway, uh, 
where can they find us, Thor, if they do decide that they want to listen to us between shoot-ups? You can find us, Jesus Christ, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Get Wrecked Podcast, or contact us directly via email at getwreckedpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Okay. With that out of the way, Thor, we got to talk about next week. Next week, uh, I'm going to throw some music at you. Okay, cool. Um, it's a band. goes by Billy Talent. It's not a person named Billy Talent. It's a band. Okay. There's only one L in Billy Talent. and So there's only – oh, in so Talent or Billy? In Talent. Okay. Yeah, so Billy, B-I-L-L-Y, Talent, T-A-L-E-N-T. Okay. Um, they're – I guess you'd call them an alternative rock band, maybe. Maybe they're in that range. Okay. Fair warning, they're obnoxious. You're either going to love <laughs> the lead singer's voice, or you're going to hate the lead singer's voice. Okay. And I want to know which one it is. So we're getting into Billy Talent. Specifically, we're just going to do the first album. It's a self-titled album. Um, you can find it on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere. So that's what we're going to jump into. Okay, so we're listening to Billy Talent, their album, Billy Talent. Yep. It's just their their first self-titled full-length album. Okay, cool. That's what we're getting into. So, until next time, folks. As always. You get wrecked out there. Stay wrecked. Get the pain! Get, get, get the pain! <laughs> just put it right in there! <laughs> <laughs>